Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, 2022, it was nice knowing you. You've been very good to me, and you've been very good to the wrestling business, especially all the crazy shit that was happening that year. But now we're in 2023, and boy, what is on the horizon for this year? I got a lot of plans this year, and of course, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what's going to unfold. Oh, lost though. Welcome to the Wrestling Enthusiast Podcast. I'm Eric Peralta, otherwise known as the Wrestling Enthusiast. And today, we're going to take a look back at GCW this past weekend on New Year's weekend. And yes, I've been off the past couple of weeks. Well, about two weeks to be precise. Uh, Nonetheless, though, it's been a fun year. I needed some fucking time away from the podcast for two weeks. And the reason for that was because I had a 74 fucking hour work week. And on top of that, I had to work even more on the last week, right on New Year's. I was working fucking 68 goddamn hours. So I couldn't have much to fulfill the content. So therefore, I was tired. I was a bit wired. And of course, and of course, we couldn't do anything. There was not much going on in the schedule anyway, except for Rustival. Rustival um, looked like a fun event. It looked like a fun event to go to. I wanted to go to that show. But nonetheless, though, it was it all happened this past week on New Year's week. But in, in the end event, though, let's take a look at the raw ratings for December 26th. We don't have the raw ratings for January 2nd yet, but we will discuss that maybe in the next episode. We'll have to wait and find out. Um, this week, it only drew 1,075,000 viewers, hence the lowest rated Monday Night Raw in history. Now, there's a reason for that, apparently. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad episode. It wasn't just because of that. It was because it scored a low rating because it was a best of 2022 episode. Obviously, they did the same shit that I did. They got tired, and they wanted to wait until the after the New Year's. So, therefore, we pretty much were at crossroads heading into 2023. So, therefore, 1,075,000 viewers gained a .27 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. So, therefore, it was rather relatively low. 
if you compared 2015, and for some reason I'm looking at that, and they got 3,530,000 viewers. So they scored a lot. They scored a lot during that time, especially after uh, WrestleMania when they got a whopping 5,350,000 viewers. Uh, that's though, of course, uh, times have changed and uh, ratings get lower. And the reason for the ratings to be lowered is because of all the cable co cord cutting and, of course, all the Internet adaption getting into network-related apps. So it has been quite a while and therefore has been a lot of people. A lot of people have been changing their habits. Some people are working a lot. Others have been, well... They've been, uh, they've been watching the apps more. So, therefore, that's what's been happening. Uh, SmackDown scored a much better rating. Scored a 2.629 million viewers on Fox. Up from the previous week's 2.376 million viewers uh, did a week ago. Pulled a 6.4 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is up from the previous week's 0.55. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported the number. The show featured the in-ring return of John Cena. And that was part of the main event when he teamed up with Kevin Owens going up against Roman Reigns and Zami Zayn. This was SmackDown's highest total viewership since December of 2020. Now, of course, it's guarded as the highest rated um, SmackDown episode since then. So, therefore, good job on their part. And another thing, another sign that... Vince McMahon is not running the fucking thing down to shitter. So there you go. Friday night's AEW Rampage on TNT pulled 470,000 viewers, drew a .12 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. Last week, the show did 566,000 viewers with a .18 rating in the 18 to, same, the 18 to 49 demographic. Same demographic. Show ranked only 28th on cable, however, for the night. Uh, Randon Thurston reported the numbers uh, last week, which had the best total viewership since April 8th and the best key demo since September 23rd. The episode featured an AEW All-Atlantic Championship title match, which featured the champion Orange Cassidy going up against stablemate from best friends Trent Beretta, TBS champion Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan, Swerve Strickland versus Wheeler Utah, and of course they had some other action going on on AEW Rampage on AEW Dynamite last week, they scored an 876,000 viewers, which was down from the previous week's 957,000 viewers, which drew a 0.28 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, which was down from last week's 0 0.30. Still ranked in the top five in the top in the top five ranking on cable for the night. Uh, the episode featured the Elite versus Death Triangles, no disqualification match. It was actually a false count anywhere match in the uh, match six of the best of seven series for AEW trios title, Top Flight versus Claudio Castagnoli and John Mo and John Moxley, uh, Ethan Page versus Brian Danielson, uh, TNT Champion Samoa Joe versus Wardlow, and so much more. Um, it didn't offer a me mediocre women's match, which is my another thing that I didn't like about last week's episode. Um, it was a good show. I mean, go figure. I mean, a matter of fact, the, the Dan, Brian Danielson match was awesome. The Blackpool Combat Club, Club that was that was great. Hook smashed Balaam Lynx, which was a jobber match, pretty much, but that didn't mean shit. 
Um, the false count anywhere match between the elite and death triangle. Phenomenal fucking matchup. I recommend people if they, they find it somewhere, watch this fucking match. I, I don't like to give out ratings that much on the podcast unless I'm doing enthusiastic reviews. Um, but this match deserved a 9.5 out of 10. This was phenomenal. And I, and I get out of the way and watch it. If I were you, I would check that shit out. That shit was exciting. And uh, I'll discuss more on match seven in a bit. And then TJAS. Anna J and Tay Ma- Mallow versus Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. This was just plain shits. And last week, the week before, you give a phenomenal Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida match. This... <sighs> okay. I'm going to say this. I'm an advocate for women's wrestling. And I said this before. This is the best women's this is the best that women's wrestling has ever been. But I've noticed there's some women out there that take this shit seriously and they fucking and they fucking fight and they beat the shit out of each other and they work hard. Not only in the ring, but also everywhere they go and every promotion they wrestle for. But I mean, Anna Jay didn't do so bad the week before and Ty Mello. Uh, I don't know if she lost a step or not, but she is just, I mean, I, I, I look at this uh, questionnaire and there's this um, person that written this unquote and gave thoughts about Ty Conti or Ty Mello. And let me just say for the record, I have no ways not hating on Ty Mello. She's she's fantastic. I think she's good. She's a judo practitioner. She worked in martial arts. She's a good technical wrestler when she wants to be. And she's far more capable of doing the best that she can. She could all she, she's capable of providing a great match. Uh, so is Anna Jay, by the way. And it was unfortunate that a year and a half ago she had to go through a terrible injury. And uh, she had to rehab herself to get back into the shape that she's in. And now she's going to clear to wrestle, to wrestle for AEW again. But ever since then, I've noticed that she's lost a step or two. I mean, she's downgraded. I don't know what that's about. And I hate for that to happen. Now, back to Ty, Com- Ty-, Ty Conti, Ty Mello. Here's a quote that I've said, that I've, I've read. And it's a review about her. This is from a guy named Bill Ding. <laughs> Sounds like a funny fucking name. I I don't know what type of rating I don't know what type of ratings this guy gets on Cage Match or anywhere else in in Google or anything else, but she says unquote This is mean. And I know that and I know that. But I really believe is her and Anna J weren't as attractive as they are, they would never been signed. Neither is fluid in their matches and don't offer much by way of character, except in quote, look at my ass. And yeah, that's a mean take. It's not a good take. And that's someone's opinion. But is it because the reason why they're there because of looks, perhaps? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, there's some casual viewers that look at her and they're like, 
Who is she again? Wow, she's very attractive looking. That's just a mature individual's response. Let's not get started on some goofy half-wit fuck that's going to be looking at her and go, Hey, look at her, boy. Boy, boy, I would, man. Holy shit, man. Godly. God damn, I would. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's Im total immature responses, in other words. You know, I think perhaps that's the reason why. Um, I think that's probably the reason why they have a roster spot. I mean, she is a judoka practitioner. And Anna Jay, you know, she's good too. I mean, she's she is capable of providing good matches. Are you, does anybody remember that match uh, on New Year's Smash that was like happening a few years ago when they they were just fighting all over the place and there was like a no DQ match? Well, first of all, I, I don't know what this is all about, but I just don't think they're that good. I don't find nothing too spectacular about them, to be honest with you. And I'm not saying that they're not good. I mean, look, I mean, Anna Jay does have some experience regarding uh, wrestling. She wrestled for GPW. She wrestled um, for a, a promotion called Empower Wrestling. That's a woman's promotion that's over in the South. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I think they had some matches over in Cornelia, Georgia. That's where their home base is. I mean, there's been a lot of wrestlers that have wrestled there. Sarah the Rebel comes to mind. Uh, Vita Von Starr comes to mind. Amber Nova. They have made their uh, rightful appearances in AEW Dark. And then... As a matter of fact, I remember Amber Nova. I think she wrestled in Dallas during the collective. Um, also, Diamante, Kiara Hogan wrestled there. The Renegade Twins of Charlotte and Robin. I want to mention their name. Um, so, they've wrestled there. And even Casey Cattell, a.k.a. Casey Kirk, wrestled there one time. She was even Empowered Champion. She had the title belt there once. So she does have some sort of resume involved in pro wrestling. That's Anna Jay. Ty Mello, Ty Conti, um, she wrestled in NXT at one point in time, I believe. I think um, she's, that's the only, as a matter of fact, that's the only experience that she's got. But here's the thing, and this is the thing about her. She was a former Tutoka. She almost made the Olympic team for Brazil. So she is more than capable of being a great athlete. Now, as far as independent experience is concerned, the only independent experience I've seen her wrestle in is in Warrior Wrestling and in NEW and perhaps AAA. And those matches that she competed in AAA, she only competed in two matches. She was in a three-way mixed uh, mixed tag match featuring um, um, Dinamico and Sexy Star and then, of course, Black Danger and, of course, PCW Ultra Women's Champ Viva Van. And that was at the Gira Aniversio 30 show. Then the next time they saw her for <clears throat> the AAA World Mixed Tag Team titles, it was... It was um, her and La Parca Negra, which ended up uh, 
ended up being ended up being him, but nonetheless, it all changed. It all changed, and they ended up changing the title, and the La Parca Negra was not there, and ended up becoming uh, Sammy Guevara. And by the way, that match, it was against three other teams. It was against Arez and Chic Tormenta, against Latigo, Maravilla, and then Commander, and again, Sexy Star. So, there's not really much of a resume to say that Ty... Tainara Conti. But I'm not saying she's not a bad athlete, though. What I'm trying to say is she needs to step her fucking game up. And by the way, the way this match finished, not good. Not good. They defeated Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale by cheating. It just makes the fucking crowd hate them more. I don't hate them personally. I mean, they're naturally their heels. So if it works, it works. If they know how to get, get heat naturally... And, of course, organically, then it might work. But I think, I don't think they have people, they don't have, boo, you're a heel, fuck you, you suck, type of heat. I think they might end up having, boo, you fucking suck, go away, go home, fuck you, I don't want to see you, heat. That is what worries me. Uh, as far as the main event of Dynamite last week, it was Samoa Joe defending the AEW TNT title against Wardlow. Store. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Match was stopped by referee. And therefore, it's setting up a match between Samoa Joe going up against Darby Allen. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I think Darby and Samoa Joe are capable of providing great matches. I think anytime Darby Allen's in in the show, I think he's doing fantastically. I think he does superb. So, with that being said, um, before we start previewing the up-and-coming weekend... There's quite a few events going on, but I would like to discuss real quick about the whole Sasha Banks slash Mercedes Vernado situation. Um, We are noticing a a fix here. And I I think personally, I, I, I think... Sasha Banks is doing something that's going to be iconic. No disrespect for Billy Kay and, of course, uh, uh, or, or should I say, uh, Jessica McKay and Casey Lee. By the way, I want to congratulate her on her upcoming baby. But anyway, um, Sasha Banks is very smart for doing this, I think. She left WWE. Now, I'm not... Now, like I said, Vince McMahon's not there anymore. It's a different monster now compared to what it was back in July. It's a different monster now compared to when Vince McMahon abruptly retired, and that's considered one of the most biggest moments in the year. I think personally, um, I think this happened even right after um, 
Vince left and Triple H was made in charge. So, anyway. Um, I think it's great that Sasha, or Mercedes, Mercedes Renato, I think it's great that she's taking her career into her own hands and dictating her own future. I think this is a great idea. This could garnish a lot of attention. I think, personally, this is actually something that she should do. And it's only a matter of time before we wait and see what's going to happen with her. And um, she's going to show up at Wrestle Kingdom. By the way, by the time I'm recording this, um, I'm recording this on a Tuesday. So if um, those of you that watch this on Wednesday, Wrestle Kingdom has already probably passed. And if anything breaks, any breaking news of some sort happens, we will pass it along to you on the podcast. But in the meantime, right now, it's currently Tuesday. As of recording, so nothing has happened yet. Wrestle Kingdom 17 has not happened yet. We will preview that in just a moment. And this is going to be part of my discussion. But, um, yeah, I I just wonder what, what's going to happen. Uh, will she show up and confront Kyrie, Or will she, whoever the champion could be, uh, at the IWGP Women's Championship match? I've been hearing rumors that Naomi, a.k.a. Tiffany Fatu, and, of course, Bailey. Uh, Bailey might show up, but I think she might show up as just a, uh, um, she might be just, uh, just showing up just to support, uh, Mercedes, you know what I mean? She's just trying to be there as a spectator. So, there you go. I think, personally, wherever she goes, it's going to garnish a lot of attention, whether it's New Japan or AEW. And I think, personally, she has the... The capable, she's capable of, um, I think she's capable of, of, of pretty much bringing people in wherever she goes. So I think personally, it's only a matter of time. A lot of people, I mean, there's, there's a few casual people out there that I know personally that are wondering where they're fans naturally of Sasha Banks. And they're very, very curious of where she's going to go next. Um, and then they're like, hey, did you hear? She's not in WWE anymore. And then they're like, really? How is that even possible? Where is she going now? And, um, well, I don't know where she's going to go. But a lot of people say uh, she might go to New Japan. And some people are like, well, who's, where's, what's New Japan? And um, I know there's some wrestling fans that are probably listening to this are like, oh my god, are you fucking serious? Are you a fucking dickwad? What is wrong with you? And it's like, no, 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 no. See, this is this is a casual fan. These are casual fans. Um, they're they're not really familiar with New Japan. Those that know, they know. And, and you know, it's that typical if you know, you know type shit. Yes, of course. So I know New Japan. I've been watching that shit since the the um since Wrestle Kingdom 9, actually. And that's when I became a fan. And uh, that's when I heard of Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, that's when I heard of um, Kazuchika Okada. And that's when Tomohiro Ishii. And all those guys. You know, I've been hearing a lot about them. Jay White, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay and Ricochet. Those were the motherfuckers that were actually the ones that actually got me into New Japan. They introduced me to that shit. Zack Sabre Jr., same thing. Um... I was fortunate enough to see Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle against Douglas James over at PCW Ultra in Wilmington, California. I was fortunate enough to see them. Um, 
And you can see um, my, my whole stance with New Japan. I've been supportive of them ever since. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of my favorites as well. Um, he's definitely incredible talent. Uh, Jay White, the Switchblade. i got to give him credit for that. But anyway, um, so wherever Sasha Banks goes after the Kyrie tam Nakano match, it's going to be very interesting. And I think uh, it's only a matter of time to see what's going to happen next. Um, I've been hearing rumors that she even went to made special gear of her own and spent about $20,000 on special ring gear. So that's definitely something I'm actually looking forward to seeing. Let's see what happens there. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to see what's going to happen. And if she does show up on January 11th at AEW Dynamite in Los Angeles, California, which I will be attending, by the way, we'll discuss that again soon. Um, so, by the way, um, if she does show up in AEW as Soraya's mystery partner against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, then, by all means, I'm up for it. So, there you go. It's gonna be very, very surprising. Alright, so that's my take on that. I'll discuss a preview real quick of WrestleMania, um, WrestleMania. That's a couple of months away. Um... Wrestle Kingdom 17. We'll discuss that in a, just a few minutes. Um, I do want to say something real quick. Somebody showed me a picture. Not a picture, but it was a highlight reel. It was a highlight reel of Choco Pro. Now, the guy is supportive of me. And once again, I appreciate everyone's support. I really do. But my intentions to everybody is that I watch everything. I support a lot of everything, to be precise. And, of course, I also talk a lot about... Um, I talk a lot about um, uh, professional wrestling. So I always watch all this shit. And... Um, so anyway, there's a there's a, a user who follows me. And she showed me he showed me the the highlights of uh Choco Pro episode 276. And um well it's Chi Koshikawa just playing around, dancing around. Choco Pro Gato move. It's a promotion that's more known for having fun. And yes, they do have their slab of comedy. But that's what they are. You know what I mean? And they don't wrestle in a ring. So, yeah, they are who they are. So, you know, it is what it is. So, anyway, he shows me that, and I'm like, oh, that's probably the most recent episode of Choco Pro, right? That's episode 276. Oh, okay. And then he gives back a response saying, Thank you for showing me this. I was I showed this to my friends and everybody was laughing about it. Ha <laughs> ha. Is this supposed to be some type of comedy show? <laughs> oh my goodness. What an embarrassment to wrestling. What an emb embarrassment to wrestling. Everyone I showed to laughed about all this. <laughs> all right. First of all, I already clarified this is actually 
a comedy type of promotion. It's already been clarified that. It's already been noticed. And it's already been brought up and it's famous for that. A lot of people know that this is a fun promotion. They like to have fun. They're a group of, of pro wrestlers that, that, you know, when they step up and get serious, they get serious. But when they wrestle and sometimes they have fun, that, that, that's, that's a good thing to have. That's what's famous for Choka Pro. Emi Sakura, she's the one, the legendary trainer that trained all these students. Students of the game, nonetheless. They, they are all... They've all had fun. They all are being who they want to be. And they all want to they all want to entertain everybody in any special meaningful way. So this was th these are special shows. And it's kind of like and some people say, "Oh, this looks like apartment wrestling." No, it's not. It's fucking It's it's a fucking goddamn It's a goddamn show. Or you express themselves. That's what they want. So what's wrong with that? Why can't they express themselves? What an embarrassment to wrestling. Is it really an embarrassment to wrestling? Or the fact that uh, Vince McMahon created this thing called sports entertainment where they just say the most basic shit and the script writing is so goddamn lazy that not even, not, not even, uh, not even the Hall of Famers who actually made those companies even want to watch it anymore. How about that? Is that fucking embarrassment? Because I don't know what's more embarrassing. Um, the fact that uh, Choco Pro roster members are being as fun as they are and being themselves. Or the fact that when Vince McMahon was in charge uh, in, the, in the past two years that they were given stupid scripts to write stupid storylines that made no sense with, with repetitive rematches that nobody wants to fucking watch. 2020, 2021, and the early part of 2022 will go off forever down the line as the worst years in WWE history. And I said 2009 and 2010 were the worst. But this is much worse. See, a reason why I declared 2009 and 2010 as the worst years in WWE history was because of the fact that the, the storylines were too soft. Too soft, lame-ass, weak, non-threatening, non-interesting shit that it just didn't make any fucking sense. No. No. That was one of the worst eras ever. But is it now the worst era ever? No, it's not no more. It's overshadowed by shit. They got great athletes down there in 2020, 2021, 2022. But if the shit doesn't make any fucking sense, who the fuck wants to watch it? That's my fucking gripe right there. That's why I didn't fucking watch in the past. Now I do. And you notice, you know, but as soon as Vince McMahon stepped down, you notice how fucking fast you saw how fucking everything changed. All the undoing, all the fuck-ups that Vince McMahon did, he's undoing them. He, you saw what, saw Karrion Cross sign back up. That fucking idiot Braun Strowman signed back up. And you know I didn't want to see his ass back in the ring. I don't care about that big brain, big ass, shit-headed, meat-headed fuck. You know I don't. And we saw how fast Mia Yim came back. Good for her. I was fortunate enough to see her at Prestige Wrestling at Roseland 3 last year. Last May. In Portland, Oregon, nonetheless. I was fortunate to see her. And I took a picture with her. 
that was a blessing. Um, you, you saw how all the other fuck-ups that he did with everybody else. Retired that cheap-ass 24-7 title. <laughs> Man, I remember when they revealed that shit, too. It was lame as fuck. And I think Mick Foley even knew that, too. And it was so funny because he's like, I'm introducing to you the 24-7 title. I mean, you could even defend this at a Chuck E. Cheese somewhere. They never went to a Chuck E. Cheese. They went to a golf course on Twitter. They went to a fucking Fox Sports College football studio. Um, DJ Cube or whatever the fuck. I don't know, but damn. I'm actually glad that that Nikki Cross won that title from Dana Brooke, and then she ended up throwing it in the fucking trash. That, <laughs> that was actually where if that fucking that fucking title belongs in the fucking trash, down into the decomposition, thrown into the dumpster, and then fucking melted in the fucking recyclage plant to end up being being shit sewage, right down recycled deep down and sink down with a in a sewage treatment pond and sinks down with the rest of the turds. Mr. Lighter Than Air. <sighs> Fuck. Anyway, um, that wasn't much of a title anyway. That was gotten rid of by Triple H. So therefore, yeah. I mean, they've done a lot of changes. But yes, 2020, 2021, 2022, that era was the shits. Now, what were we talking about? Okay. So, let's see what happens with Sasha... Or Mercedes Renato, whatever you want to call her. And let's find out what happens. I would like to see some... I'd like to see her appear in AEW. Um, there might be... She teased an appearance uh, one time in her Twitter post once where she might make it a change at, an appearance at GCW. If that is, I will fucking... I will piss my pants. Seriously. If that does happen. But anything's possible. If we saw that... A lot of shit was possible in 2022 with the restrictions going away. Imagine how much possibility there will be when they head to when they head to um, 2023. There's going to be a lot of possibilities out there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It's going to be interesting. All right, so let's see what happens from here. This is going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. Um, I'm looking forward to what's going to happen here in the, in the upcoming year. There's already very interesting uh, showcases that will be happening. Uh, um, I know there's going to be a lot of shit going down. So um, let's see. Let's see uh, what could happen. Um, I guess we could start talking about... Store. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I guess we can start talking about um, what happened at the Restival. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the Restival, but I am going to talk about the results. So here we go. We'll just see what happened in this past couple of days. A um, lot of wrestling shows that have happened. So um, we're going to start off with uh, Pizza Party Pro. Wrestling presents Pop, 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 or it's actually two Pops, but anyway. Uh, by the way, these shows that I'm discussing, the next nine shows are the results. Um, you all could see them on independentwrestling.tv or IWTV, and you can show and you can just check them out. Match number one, Jordan Blade uh, defeated Marcus Mathers at 10 minutes, 32 seconds. Uh, tag team match, the goons of Killian McMurphy and Rob Raddick. Uh, defeated Dan Barry and the Boar. Winning time was 8 minutes 45 seconds. Brother Greatness defeated Eel O'Neill at 8 minutes and 34 seconds. Weber Hatfield defeated Love Doug at 8 minutes and 53 seconds. Um, the Floor is Lava Battle Royal. Big Game Leroy ended up winning the matchup by defeating the likes of Bobby Orlando, Kid Magic, King Crab, Shay McCoy, and Van Valley. Winning time was 8 minutes and 44 seconds. Austin Luke defeated Karen Bam Bam at 7 minutes and 8 seconds. And then, of course, the main event was Lufisto defeating Kennedy Copeland at 15 minutes and 49 seconds. A lot of people were um, actually saying that this was actually a fun event, to, main event to watch. Um, it was actually, someone said, in quote, a solid main event. Lufisto was obviously going to be the winner, but Kennedy showed a lot in this match and has improved a lot. I, I actually agree wholeheartedly. I did see the main event, and it was fun. Um, the second show, which was the the afternoon show, um, or should I say the evening show, Wrestling Open, episode 52, the last stand, part of the Restival. They're also part of Beyond Wrestling. So, first match was... Um, Anthony Green defeating Aaron Rourke at 8 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, Bali and Aki from Choco Pro defeated Brother Greatness at 3 minutes and 56 seconds. Territory Tag Team Titles first round tournament. Um, actually, Territory Tag Team Tournament first round. Brick City Boys of Jay Cruz and Victor Chase defeated the Haven of Jay Onyx and Sean Knitt. At 6 minutes, 1 seconds was the winning time. Uh, Ryan Clancy defeated Danny Miles at 10 minutes and 51 seconds. Ray Jazz defeated Rex Lawless at 5 minutes and 27 seconds. Stetson Ranch, uh, the, uh, BRG and Steven Stetson defeated the Mutually Assured Destruction Team of Perry, Vaughn, Vicious, and Rip Bison. Winning time was 6 minutes and 6 seconds. Dan Barry defeated Marcus Matthews at 13 minutes and 37 seconds in the co-main event. The main event was a steel cage warfare match. Uh, the miracle ones of Dustin Waller, Ichiban, and Kylan King, along with Bobby Orlando. They defeated the main events Jay Leon and Midas Black, along with Brad Hollister and Pedro Dons. Winning time, 24 minutes and 12 seconds. That was the second show. 
The third show was ICW Noho's Barred Pit Fighter X14. Here are, the, here are the the results. There's no winning times place, but I don't know why they didn't do that. But other than that, well, here are the results. Akira defeated Alec Price. Chris Bradley defeated Christian Ross. Hoodfoot defeated Jimmy Lloyd. That was a nice matchup. Bloody. Casanova Valentine defeated Dr. Redactic. That was another bloody matchup. Masha Slamovich took her ETU Key to the East Championship title on the line against Danny DeManto and ended up retaining the title over Danny DeManto. And there was a lot of sick-ass spots in this match. John Wayne Murdoch defeated Slade. And then, of course, the main event for the ICW American Deathmatch World title. Brandon Kirk successfully retained his newly nearly won um, ICW American Deathmatch title over Matt the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. So that's that was the third show, the late night show of the rest of day one. On day two, let's take a look here. Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling, um, their show. Uh, Alex Shelley defeated Alec Price at 15 minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, Matt Tremont defeated CPA at 8 minutes 1 second. Uh, the the Blitzkrieg Pro Bedlam title, number one contendership four-way title match on the line. Dante Drago defeats Ichiban and Perry Von Vicious and TJ Crawford in the winning time was 10 minutes and 40 seconds. A false count anywhere match between Leary and Dr. Redactic. Leary was victorious in this one in the winning time of 11 minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, tag team bout of Bussy. Ali Catch and Effie defeating Anthony Green and Ava Everett. Uh, winning time, 15 minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, Travis Huckabee defeated Kirby Wackerman at 7 minutes and 24 seconds. <laughs> That's a funny name, Wackerman. Whack-a-mole. Anyway, uh, Bobby Orlando defeated Alan Angels at 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, Co-main event was a Blitzkrieg tag team title ladder hell match. The Miracle Generation of Dustin Waller and Kylan King defeated Main Street Posse's Aiden Agro and Danger Kid. And um, locked and loaded 50 Cent Cal and Dan Barry. And then, of course, the Devantis and Juba, the CDC, to capture uh, the Blitzkrieg Pro Tag Team titles. Must have, And the winning time was 13 minutes, 21 seconds. Anytime there's a ladder match, it's fucking crazy. Main event was the Blitzkrieg Bedlam title as... VSK was defending the title against Andy Brown and actually lost the title to Anthony. Um, I'm sorry, to Andy Brown. Uptown Andy Brown, downtown Andy Brown. Um, he won the title and therefore became the new Blitzkrieg Pro Bedlam champion. So congratulations to An Andy Brown. He is a uh, formerly of Southern California. He used to wrestle in bar wrestling and, of course, so several local wrestling promotions. Doing pretty well in the East Coast now, and now is Blitzkrieg Pro Champion willing to take that title all the way to Connecticut. Very, very interesting um, situations there. Um, show number two of day two was the special IWTV Class of 2022 show. Uh, the Territory uh, Tag Team Tournaments, the T4 Tournament, so to say. Violence is Forever is Dominic Gerini and Kevin Koo defeated Main Street Posse's Aiden Agro and Danger Kid. 8 minutes, 34 seconds was the winning time. The, the second quarterfinal match, uh, Culture Inc.'s Eli Knight and Malik Bosade defeated Seaforce Cody Chun and Guillermo Rosas. 10 minutes, 33 seconds was the winning time. 
Um, the miracle, miracle Generation, Dustin Waller and Kylan King defeated Infinity and Beyond's Cheech and Colin Delaney in the other quarterfinal match. The winning time was 10 minutes and 31 seconds. H2O, Danny Havoc, hardcore title slash ICW American uh, Deathmatch World title was on the line. Um, whoever retained, retained the titles, the respective title. Uh, Brandon Kirk uh, defeated Bobby Orlando. So therefore, I believe Brandon Kirk has um, successfully defended both titles. So therefore... Um, Brandon Kirk defeated Bobby Orlando at 5 minutes and 56 seconds. A no disqualification match took place as Alec Price defeated John Wayne Murdoch in 8 minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, territory tag title T4 Summit semifinal match. Violence is Forever's Dom Gerini and Kevin Koo defeated Jay Cruz and Victor Chase, the Brick City Boys. At 8 minutes 55 seconds was a winning time. Uh, the second semifinal match, which was the Miracle Generation of Dustin Waller and Kylan King, they defeated Culture Inc.'s Eli Knight and Malik Bosaid with a 15 minutes, 21 seconds winning time. Then the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Title Gauntlet match took place. Um, Matt Tremont defeated the likes of AC Mack, Adam Priest, Alex Shelley, Hoodfoot, Tracy Williams, Trisha Dora, and Warhorse. The winning time was... 51 minutes and 55 seconds. The orders were Tracy Williams eliminated Alex Shelley at 11.32. AC Mack defeated, eliminated Tracy Williams at 3 minutes and 57 seconds. Warhorse eliminated AC Mack at 8 minutes and 12 seconds. Adam Priest eliminated Warhorse in 6 seconds. And then Adam Priest eliminated Trisha Dora at 60 minutes and 51 seconds. And Hoodfoot won via disqualification at 5 minutes and 49 seconds. And then Tremont eliminated Adam Priest at 5 minutes and 28 seconds. Actually, Hoodfoot was eliminated by, by, I don't know if it was disqualification or whatever. But in the end, Matt Tremont was the one defeating Adam Priest. So therefore, um, therefore, great, great matchup. Fun gauntlet. Very interesting. Uh, late night match. Prestige Wrestling's The Things We Carry, the late night show for the rest of all over in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, Prestige Things We Carry. First time that Prestige Wrestling ever ended up in the West, in the East Coast, so this is a first. Um, Alan Angels defeated Alec Price at 14 minutes and 6 seconds. Cody Chan and Guillermo Rosas defeated the Brick City Boys, Jay Cruz and Victor Chase. Um, there's no winning time there for some reason. Anthony Henry defeated Robert Martyr at 16 minutes, 28 seconds, and what was probably described as one of the best, as one of the top-tier prestige mas matches, and probably one of the best matches of Robert Martyr's career. So I suggest get, get out of your way and watch that match. Bobby Orlando defeated Chris Brady. Kevin Blackwood defeated Anthony Green at 13 minutes and 37 seconds. Uh, Akira defeated Atticus Kogar in a no-holds-barred match. Winning time was 17 minutes and 38 seconds. Willow Nightingale defeated Jody Thread at 8 minutes and 24 seconds. And then finally, the main event in a tag team bout, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns' Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin went on to defeat the American Wolves of Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards in 17 minutes even. And what was described as a great matchup, the third ever meeting between these two superb teams, 
And they have tremendous chemistry, and a lot of people had a lot of fun watching it. So that's one show, one match that I recommend people watch. And I'm pretty sure that gets exciting from there. Um, day three, which was New Year's Eve. Uh, Pro Wrestling Grinds, All We Are. Um, here are the matches. Uh, Gary J defeated Rip Bison. Perry Von Vicious defeated Warhorse. Emmy Sakura defeated Delmi Exo. Very interesting because this was, I believe, the first time um, I've seen Emmy Sakura. Well, not 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 for just um, in America, because she wrestled for DPW for Deadlock Pro Wrestling. But this is the first. I think this is the first time she's ever appeared at Pro Wrestling Grind. So this is a first, and that's good. So Emmy Sakura did defeat Delmi Exo. Tag team bout. Violence is Forever's Dominic Jarini and Kevin Koo defeated the main events Jay Leon and Midas Black. Anthony Henry defeated Ryan Mooney. Mike Sykros defeated J.D. Drake. One Called Manders defeated Logan Black in a street fight match. And then for the, in the main event for the, for the Pro Wrestling Grand... grand blech, tongue-tied! Tongue-tied, motherfuckers. Anyway, for the Pro Wrestling Grand, grind, grand Championship... Jay Freddy retained the title over O'Shea Edwards. Very interesting show. That's uh, worth checking out, I believe. I believe that's worth checking out. Um, the second show of the day for day three, Limitless Wrestling's High Strong. Um, Anthony Henry defeated Kevin Blackwood at 14 minutes and 49 seconds. Andy Brown defeated J.D. Drake at 9 minutes and 24, 23 seconds, actually. Uh, Six-person tag, Limitless OGs of Ace Romero, Aiden Agro, and the Danger Kid defeated Connor Murphy and the Miracle Ones Ichiban and Kylan King at 7 minutes and 14 seconds. Channing Thomas defeated Mo Jabari at 6 minutes and 13 seconds. Alec Price defeated Mike McCarthy at 12 minutes and 32 seconds. Uh, Becca defeated Gary J at 13 minutes and 49 seconds. Ava Everett defeated Jody Threat, uh, winning time 5 minutes and 56 seconds. And the main event was Rip Bison defeating Anthony Green in a strap match. Uh, winning time was 15 minutes and 2 seconds. That might have been interesting. I'll have to check that out. And then, of course, the final event in the Rustable 2022, Beyond Wrestling's Heavy Lies the Crown. Um, first match was... Jody Threat defeating Trisha Dora at 6 minutes and 29 seconds. Channing Thomas defeated Ryan Clancy at 6 minutes and 24 seconds. Uh, tag team match Love Doug and Tender Weapon defeated LMK and Teddy Goods at 6 minutes and 29 seconds. Ryan Gaglione uh, defeated Gabriel Sky at 5 minutes and 23 seconds. Um, Aaron Rourke defeated Dan Barry at 8 minutes and 43 seconds. Ichiban defeated Anthony Henry at 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Eel O'Neill defeated Andy Brown at 6 minutes and 35 seconds. Brad Hollister defeated Rex Lawless at 8 minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, Tracy Williams defeated Davey Richards at 18 minutes and 21 seconds. Bobby Orlando defeated Warhorse at 11 minutes and 4 seconds. Willow Nightingale defeated Lufisto at 14 minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, IWTV Independent Wrestling Tag Team Title T4 Final Round Matchup took place. And the winner of the tournament is Violence is Forever's Dominic Drini and Kevin Koo. 
uh, defeating the Miracle Generation of Dustin Waller and Kylan King at 11 minutes and 19 seconds. Max Caster of AEW defeating J.D. Drake. Uh, Atticus Kogar defeating Slade in a thumbtack match. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And at 4 minutes and 50 seconds, that match didn't even last long. And then, of course, the main event. Fans bring the weapons match as Alec Price defeated Becca at 25 minutes and 40 seconds. And that was the rest of all week 2022 and honestly i haven't seen a big um showcase like that since the collective and speaking of the collective we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while and hopefully in the upcoming weeks when we start getting some more announcements pretty soon so we're gonna have to wait and see what's gonna happen and what's gonna unfold um all right so therefore let's talk about the upcoming previews of the upcoming shows that are going to mount to take place. So let's see what's going to happen here. All right. So we are going to discuss Russell Kingdom real quickly before we start previewing the other shows. And here are the matches. We got the Ryohei Oiwa versus Oleg Bolton in an exhibition match. That will take place. And then, of course, we have the New Japan King of the Pro Wrestling title 2023. The New Japan Rumbo. Um, who knows? I don't know who's going to compete in that. Who's going to be uh, competing for that? I don't know yet, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, we start off with the six-person match. Satoshi Kojima and Togi Makabe and Yuji Nagata versus Minoru Suzuki. Tatsumi Fujinami and Tiger Mask. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title will be on the line. Excuse me, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Catch-22's Francisco Akira and TJP will defend their titles against Chaos's Leo Rush and Yo-O. That will be taking place. NJPW World Television Title Tournament Final. Ren Narita versus Zack Sabre Jr. That'll be taking place. Uh, the Never Openweight title will be on the line as Carl Anderson will defend against Tama Tonga. Carl Anderson is considered a loaned WWE talent. So therefore, this is an interesting match. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Keiji Muto, and Shota Umino will go up against Los Egobernables de Japón's Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight title will be on the line in a four-way match 
as Taiji Ishimori will defend against El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, and Master Wato. Um, FTR will defend the IWGP Tag Team titles, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, going up against Bishamon's Hiroku Goto and Yoshihashi. Um, then we have the IWGP Women's Championship on the line. Kyrie will defend against Tom Nakano. A lot of people's eyes will be on this one because this is the one that's going to determine if Mercedes Renato shows up. This is going to be a very interesting match. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen from here. This, this, a lot of eyes will be on this match. So we'll have to wait and see. Kyrie, of course, a f alumnus of WWE. Uh, Tam Nakano, uh, the leader of Cosmic Angels, got the number one contendership to compete for the IWGP Women's title. Um, this will, will be a match that people will be keeping an eye on. Um, match, the co-main event, uh, first of the double main events, I should say. Will Ospreay will defend the IWGP United States Heavyweight title against Kenny Omega. This will be interesting. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen here. And um, a lot of people are getting hyped up of the press conferences and all that. Will Ospreay called Kenny Omega a cunt. So I don't know if that's going to, you know, if that's going to be... Uh, any implication of how high intensity this match is going to be, so we'll have to wait and see. Then, of course, Jay White will be defending the IWGP World Heavyweight title against Kazuchika Okada. Will the Rainmaker reign supreme? If you pardon the pun on that one there. All this and more on NJPWWorld.com. You'll be able to watch that for a low price. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 is one of the most hyped up wrestling shows that's going to be happening this coming week and it's on a wednesday so that's what's very interesting about the whole thing um there are other shows taking place um we also got uh, west coast pro wrestling over in san francisco um can you work fridays and that's the name of the show we got team filthy gonna be Wrestling, we got uh, Team Filthy's Royce Isaacs, Jarrell Nelson, and Filthy Tom Lawler going up against the conglomerates Midas Creed, Alpha Zoe, and D-Rogue. That'll be taking place as well. Charles Mason versus Robert Martyr. Robert Martyr's been on a roll recently. Starboy Charlie versus Kevin Blackwood. Uh, Vert Vixen versus Sandra Moon. This has West Coast Pro Wrestling Women's Championship title implications. This will be up for the contendership of who will be crowned the first ever West Coast Pro Wrestling Women's Champion. Uh, Ricky Shane Page, coming back from Japan, will be heading, uh, actually making a cameo in Choco Pro with Chris Brooks. Um, he'll be competing against Vinny Massaro at West Coast Pro's Kenya Work Fridays. Also, Brian Keith set to take on Black Doros. Originally supposed to be Speedball Mike Bailey, but uh, due to a, a work obligation... He will be he will be missing the event and therefore is replaced by Black Taurus. Uh, that that'll be that's actually a pretty good replacement for uh, the matchup there. So that's going to be really really interesting. Nick Wayne versus Alex Shelley. This has a lot of implications here. This is a like a student versus teacher. I'm sorry, teacher versus student type thing. So 
I think there's going to be a lot. There's going to see, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen here. And then, of course, the main event, uh, Alec Price will be challenging Titus Alexander for the West Coast Pro uh, Championship. So, therefore, this title match will be the main event. Uh, will, will the Price City OG defeat Titus Alexander of West Coast? We'll have to wait and see. That's going to be a very interesting show. Um, this will be on independentwrestling.tv. So this will be a very interesting, to say the very least. Uh, I can't wait to see what is going to unfold. But it's going to be very, very interesting. On Saturday, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla presents Battle of Los Angeles 2023. Yeah, I'm upset because I have to miss this show. I have to miss these two days. But, damn, I wanted to see this. But, fuck, I can't make it. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, though, despite that, here are the first round matches. Black Torres, Bandito, and, and Hijo de Vikingo will be taking place. <clears throat> uh, Daniel Garcia versus Titus Alexander. Konosuke Takeshita versus Michael Oku, two international talents. Uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Jordan Grace. Uh, Adamus versus Shun Skywalker from Dragon Gate. Alex Shelley versus Masha Slamovich. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Leo Rush versus SB Kento. Uh, Latigo versus Commander. That's all going to be very interesting. And then, of course, um, Speedball Mike Bailey. Once again, obligations um, from uh, Impact and other stuff has uh, prevented him from showing up at, at BOLA. Uh, for day one at least. But he does get a bye into the second round. So therefore, on day two, he will be competing against one of these winners. Who will it be? I'm not sure. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting. We're going to wait and see what's going to happen here. It's going to be a wild, wild show. I recommend people check it out. And um, I recommend people see what's up with uh, Bola this year. This is going to be a... Like I said, a very interesting show. Um, Game Changer Wrestling, Save Me. Uh, that's the name of the show. Uh, this will be taking place in Chicago. Uh, very interesting showcase here. We've got a lot of uh, a lot of matches taking place. We've got Los Mazizos of Ciclope and Miel Extremo uh, uh, for the GCW Tag Team Titles versus the Bang Brothers, Davey Bang and Jay Vega. Um, match number two, we got Arez versus Cole Raderick. Blake Christian versus Leon Slater. Uh, Homicide versus John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, the GCW Extreme titles on the line is Joey Janela versus Tony Deppin. Uh, three on three matchup, Thrussy, Dark Sheik, Al Alley Catch, and Effie versus Mason's Mercenaries, which is, uh, Charles Mason, Slade, and Paro. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, the Hate Club is back. Uh, John, uh, Matt Tremont and Nick Gage set to go up against jo uh, Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne, the youthful prospects. And then, of course, a recently added matchup is Sawyer Wreck will battle against Robert Anthony. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a very interesting show. It's going to be really interesting, and it'll be available on Fight Plus, Fight Plus TV. That'll be uh, very interesting. And we'll wait and see what's going to happen from there. So, 
that ought to be a very interesting show to take place. And I actually can't wait to see what's going to happen there. It's going to be really, really interesting. And um, we'll have to wait and see what will happen there. Um, MLW Blood and Thunder will take place in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the 2300 Arena, home of the original uh, ECW show. And this will be taking place. A real one, formerly known as, um, as Enzo Amore. Uh, we'll be battling against Microman. That's going to be interesting. All three foot three of Microman. Uh, Ricky Shane Page will battle Mance Warner in a hardcore match. MLW World Tag Team titles on the line. Hustle and Powers. Calvin Tankman and EJ Nduku will defend the title against Simone Swat Team's Juicy Finale and Lance Anoe. Uh, Jacob Fatu will battle against Ben K. And then for the MLW World Heavyweight title, Alexander Hammerstone will set to defend against Dragon Gate legend Yamato. So that will be taking place this weekend. There actually isn't really much going on this weekend. Um, I think there's a TJPW show that is taking place um, this week right before uh, Russell Kingdom. And here is the show. Uh, we got a number one contender, six women battle royal for the number one contendership for the Princess of Princess Championship. We got Mizuki, Maki Ito, Rika Tatsumi, Yuki Kamifuku, Hikari Noah, and Susume will all be battling. And more on Maki Ito in a bit. Um, well, anyway. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be very, very interesting. To see what's going to happen. And, well, I can't wait to see what they're going to do here. Um, let's see. We also got a special singles bout between Yuki Aino and Himawari. Himawari is a uh, relatively new competitor to TJPW. She's starting her career with, um, with TJPW, so this is going to be her very first match, or actually her second. She was in a tryout match, but we'll have to wait and see what happens from there. Um, let's see. We also have some other stuff going on. Um, also happening, um, a six-woman tag team bout, Mahiro Kiryu. Uh, Kaya Torapami and Nao Kakuta will battle up in a six-women tag team bout against Pam Harajuku, Raku, and Haruna Neko. They'll all be taking place in the same show. Um, Shoko Nakajima will battle Hyper Misao in a singles contest. That'll be taking place. And then the next three matches for the Tokyo Joshi 2023 Pro Wrestling Tour. Check this out. The International Princess title will be on the line as Mew Watanabe will set to defend against challenger Trish Adora. Yes, Trish Adora will be challenging for the International Princess Championship. Therefore, this will be an international interesting con uh, contest here. Match number two and co-main eventing, Saki Akai and Yuki Arai will set to defend the Princess Tag Team Championship against Internet, more international talent. The challenger team of Max the Impaler and Heidi Howitzer. They will also be challenging for the Princess Tag Team titles. And then, of course, the main event. This is the big one here. Yuka Sakazaki will defend the Princess of Princess title 
against challenger Miyu Yamashita, the pink striker herself. This will be an interesting show. Um, this will indicate a lot of things that will be happening and will indicate what's going to happen at... Um, this, this will have a lot of implications for the upcoming TJPW show, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling Shows. Um, I honestly can't wait to see what's going to happen. This is going to be uh, very, very interesting. Um, we'll also have like some sort of... Uh, wrestling shows that will be taking place during uh, right before Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm actually looking forward to what seeing what's going to take place. So therefore, that is all. I believe that's all the... Um, I believe that's all. Okay, we do have another match. I've, I've failed to mention this. Um, there is another tag team bout that will be taking place in the undercard of TJPW. Uh, Moka Miyamoto and Jiraiya Nagano, the Karate Sisters, will battle against Ariso Endo and newcomer Wakana Uihara. Um, she already has two matches under the belt in Tokyo Joshi Pro. So therefore, she will be... So, um, she will be... Um, taking place. Um, they will be uh, battling in a tag team bout. So this is going to be um, really interesting to see what's going to happen. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. This ought to be interesting, though. Um, let's see. Let's see. TJPW has been making rumors that they will... that um, they're going to be making... Uh, a Wrestle Princess 4 announcement. There's going to be five announcements that will be taking place right after this show. Um, let's see. It's going to be very interesting. As a matter of fact, uh, um, I think there will be an announcement regarding Wrestle Princess 4 that will take place in October later this year. Um, there might be a main event announcement for um, Grand Princess 2023, which will take place on March 16th. And I think another announcement, and if I think, if, if the rumors are true, TJPW is coming to Los Angeles on WrestleMania week. Therefore, there will be a WrestleMania week related show in Los Angeles. Um, if that's the case, that's epic. And I'm getting tickets to that. No questions asked. I'm not going to, I don't give a shit. Uh, it's going to, I'm going to one of these shows. I'm going to one of these TJPW shows. If they make an announcement for a stardom show, that'll be great too. I would love to go to that as well. But, um, anyway, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. So, therefore, um, this is going to be awesome to see what's going to happen here. I just can't wait. WrestleMania week is going to be so epic. I'm just excited thinking about it right now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And if, if it's true, if it is true, what all the all the rumors about all this is that's going to be super exciting. But anyway, that'll be it for the uh, that'll be it for the uh, uh, previews of the upcoming uh, week. There isn't really that much going on this week. Uh, it'll pick up next week again. Um, like I said, it's a bit of a New Year's hangover, but we did have some good wrestling this past weekend. And um, th- this coming week, not as big, but the big moment is, of course, PWG Bola. I um, also want to give a shout-out to Relentless Pro Wrestling. They're going to have a show in um, Orange County. Um, I want to give them... As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and preview their, their matches right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to flick through the... What do you call it? They have a main event going on in Orange County, California for Relentless Pro Wrestling Presents Dogs of War. Uh, the welterweight main event will be taking place at the American Legion Post 132 at... At 143 South Lemon Street, uh, Daniel Torch will be battling Gino Rivera in that match. That'll be the main event. Uh, Savannah Stone will challenge Johnny Robbie. That's the women's semifinal main event. Uh, that'll be taking place as well. We also have a light heavyweight matchup between Jack Bruce Davidson versus Ronnie Angel. Um, that'll be a very interesting bout. We also got Thorne. Versus Inferno Abdul Kader. That will be taking place as well. Match number four. Uh, match number five. We got uh, Jack Bruce. Oh, wait. Did we get that? Yes. Jack Bruce Davidson versus J- Ronnie Angel. That's going to be taking place as well. So um, more and more matches that will be announced pretty soon. Uh, that's Relentless Pro Wrestling. Now check that out in Orange County, over in Orange, California. Make sure you get tickets to that if you're in the area. Um, I also want to mention Crimson Crown Wrestling. Um, want to mention their show. It's a mystery card. It's going to be a random competitors that will be, uh, that will be called upon and will have random matches. Um, Crimson Crown Wrestling presents When the Dying Calls on Sunday, January 8th. Um, this will take place at 132 East Florence Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 9003. Event starts at 6 p.m. Doors open at 5. You can get your tickets at the door as well. Or visit the website at CrimsonCrownWrestling.com and make sure you check it out. There will be a mystery card. Um, however, the mysteries, uh, some of the wrestlers include uh, the strong the strong bros um, of uh, uh, Ricky and Scotty uh, Stoner, actually the Stoner Bros, Stoner, the Stoner Brothers, I should say. Please forgive me if I got tongue-tied. Um, Sage Sin Supreme will also be there. She's the Supreme Violence Champion. And Dr. Redactic and issues an open wound of a challenge. 
So that's going to be taking place. What matches are going to are going to be uh, happening? We'll have to wait and see. Find out and attend Crimson Crown Wrestling when the dying calls. That will be taking place pretty soon. All right. I think that's it for the previews. Finally, I mean it's not a it's not um not 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 being bothersome towards me. I actually enjoy doing this shit. But, but, um, yeah, let's see, um, that's the previews for this coming week, and, um, this week has been unofficially brought to you in part by, um, independentwrestling.tv, your number one source for independent wrestling, uh, with all, with over 300 plus independent wrestling promotions to choose from, from all over the world. Um, including some all Japan women's wrestling shows that they've archived and they've uploaded some new shows with legendary um, wrestling names. And what I mean by legendary, I mean legendary. I mean it can the list of the talent there is just um, um, just amazing. Uh, the all Japan women's wrestling. You get to see names like uh, Mima Shimoda, um, uh, Debbie Malenko, Saki Hasagawa. Um, Kayoko Inoue, Manami Toyota, Bison Kimura, Toshio Yamada, Bo Nakano, Aja Kong, you name it, they're right there. Um, Akira Hakuto, Toshio Yamada, you know what I mean? It's just some legendary, legendary names, and, and there's just much more to choose from in these archives of shows, such legendary names, and the All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling uh, genre. They have uh, 15 events uploaded. Make sure you check it out on independentwrestling.tv. Also, Circle Six is also involved. Demand Lucha, Madhouse Wrestling, uh, Premier Wrestling Federation from Texas, Remarkable Wrestling from New Jersey, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling from uh, Southern California, especially their show, um, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling Holiday in Hollywood. Check out the, the matches with AEW Serpentigo going for the Gen C Championship against Wicked Wicket. Uh, Yuya Uemura and teaming up with Richie Coy. Jack Evans versus Jordan Cruz. Fuego Del Sol. Sandra Moon. Alan Angels. Brooke Havoc. Uh, Honest John. And then, of course, their main event, which was Kid Bandit versus Johnny Hollywood. Man, oh man, so much to, to watch. And that's something to enjoy at at um, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling's Holiday in Hollywood. It's going to be an interesting show. Check it out on IWTV. Um, all this plus the re rerunning the uh, the Russell Restival 2022 shows and Pro Wrestling Magic's recent show, uh, Kingdom Come 7 Tower of Magic, that took place on New Year's Eve. Um, all that and so much more. Go and check out New Texas Pro Lone Star 3. That's a great show. Main event is Brian Keith versus Max Heights for the New Texas Pro Championship match. Chris Carter defends the local wrestling championship match against Stephen Wolf. New Texas Pro Women's Championship match, Hyann versus Killa Kate. Rudy Garza versus Mysterious Q, and so much more, including Rachel Rose versus Buzzsaw Samuels. My oh my, check all these matches out. It's a lot of fun to watch. And it's all $9.99 a month for that video on demand library, live events, and the library gets added on a daily or sometimes weekly basis. Make sure you check it out. Independentwrestling.tv for only $9.99 a month or $100 a year for an annual subscription. Trust me, you want to get this.
you want to get this. It's a lot to have. It's definitely something to keep, to get this worth. Get, <clears throat> excuse, excuse me, gas reflex. But other than that, though, check it out. IndependentWrestling.tv for more information. Also available on the Roku apps. Available to Roku, Roku TVs. On available mobily on Apple Store or Google Play Store. Excuse me, Google Play Store. There we go. Say a picture's worth a thousand words. Where's my fucking jacket? Well, that was Maki Ito trying to prove herself. In front of Nick fucking Gage to be MDK all fucking day. That was the main story at GCW this weekend. At two of the doubleheaders, the New Year's doubleheader of Till Infinity and 56 Nights. Both shows were actually very interesting. And um, this pretty much caps an epic 2022 that they had. And, And trust me, all their shows fucking amazing so real briefly let's go down and lay down the law and check back at some of the matches that took in place uh the first match was um the east west express jordan oliver and nick wayne defeating uh wasted use dylan mckay and marcus mathers i thought this was a fun matchup uh it includes uh two really Really incredibly talented tag teams that were taking place here in GCW's Till Infinity. And they were all fantastic matches. Um, They all showcased a lot of great high-flying moves. Um, Four young talents. I'm sure it's going to be a big part of pro wrestling's future. Uh, Wasted Youth really showed up for this match. I'm glad that Oliver and Wayne got a tag name. That's one thing. Um... The East-West Express. That's a good one there. I like that. Nick Wayne, of course, from the state of Washington, representing the West Coast. And, of course, Jordan Oliver from New York. Or is he from New York? Yes, he is from New York. Um, representing the East Coast. So, therefore, the East and the West connection right there. That's a good thing right there. This is a phenomenal matchup for both uh, Jordan and uh, Nick Wayne. And uh, this, this incredible matchup to start off the show. Um... I'm not giving no ratings out, but I will say I will give thumbs up or thumbs down. This is definitely a thumbs up. Um, The second match, the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title was on the line. Kerry Morton versus Jimmy fucking Lloyd. Um, Jimmy, well, Kerry Morton was a last minute addition here uh, to come and compete um, in for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title. Putting that title on the line, that was Special meaning to it. Um, crowd turned on him, kind of. That was a bit strange, but that was interesting. And, um, and of course, Kerry Morton made made himself look like the heel in this match, even though he's not billed to be a heel. He definitely acted like one, and that was actually really good. I hope they do bring him back. And and it's just the match was fun. Um, NWA Gold defended on a GCW show. That was actually interesting. I know right now, <laughs> there's a lot of pro wrestling fans out there that are like, oh, the NWA, what is that bullshit? Yeah, fuck the NWA. 
Uh, they're getting a lot of flack because their world champion currently right now is Titus. And yes, Titus is a bit of a fucking whack job. I get you. He is a whack job. And I'm not a fan of his. I was a fan of his, uh, of his Brodus Clay character from back in 10, 11 years ago. But, yeah, he ain't shit. He ain't shit anymore. Somebody call my mama. Yeah, call your mother, all right. Your mother's in your ass. That's what happened. She's got her head up her ass, too, while she's at it. But nonetheless, though, um, Kerry Morton did defeat Jimmy Lloyd and retain the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title. Um, this is a good, interesting match, so I do recommend checking it out. Effie defeating Blake Christian. Another story here, Blake Christian is booed heavily by the Atlantic City crowd. For some weird reason, they don't like him. And, well, we didn't find out until afterwards, but... Now, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. But apparently they just don't like him. I don't know what it's about, but we'll have to wait and see. Effie does is victorious in this matchup and does defeat um, Blake Christian. So, therefore, Effie is victorious. Tony Deppin versus Leon Slater. Let me just go on the record and say this. Leon Slater, a talent from RevPro UK. An international talent. Very good. Very useful, very promising, youthful, athletic individual. And I say he's got a big future ahead of him. He is like the British virgin of uh, the British version of Nick Wayne. He he is that good in characteristics of being a prodigy. So Leon Slater is definitely someone to keep an eye on. He is definitely someone that's gonna ring in the future for the professional wrestling business. So keep an eye on him. Uh, Tony Deppin doing his heel tactics there, doing his usual heel shit. And, um, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. So Tony Deppin ended up still in the victory here. Gets the victory over Leon Slater. Uh, the next match, Ali Catch versus Maki Ito. Now, Nick Gage made a MDK um, appearance here. So he did his usual stick. He gets interrupted by Maki Ito again. And Maki Ito is, is all like, where's my fucking king at? And then Nick Gage is like, no, nah, no, nah, we ain't fucking doing that shit again. Where's my fucking king at? And he does his usual shit. And, um, and then Nick Gage gives her a proposition saying, you want to be MDK? Well, then here, you're going to do this shit. And, and then he gave her a proposal saying, if you beat Alley Catch, you're, you're in MDK. So there you go. If Maki Ito ended up winning this match, she'd be MDK. Now, obviously, we started off somewhat slow. But once Maki started using the MDK spots, she started getting out a fucking pizza cutter. Um... <laughs> It was fucking great. She started busting open Alley Catch. I never thought I would... First of all, I'm going to say this. I discovered Maki Ito in December of 2019. And one thing I know for sure, her character, her her, her willingness to be unapolog unapologetically herself, her, her character... Her, her, her way, her, 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 
personality, so to say. The way she just, the way she just bees herself, being a former Japanese pop singer, turn into a pro wrestler. You could tell just by her character, you know, and then she gets hit in a certain way, like her nose gets hit, and then she starts crying. It's like she's Lucille Ball resurrected, resurrected as a J-pop star turned into an a, a pro wrestler that is unapologetically doesn't give a fuck. And that is Maki Ito. I mean, is that's a good way to describe... I mean, you know why I say Lucille Ball, right? You know how she cries in some of the show? Where she'll be like... You know what I mean? Maki Ito does that type of shit. Except the difference is when her opponent starts being... Oh, come on, Maki. It's a, it's a wrestling match. You know that. Come here. You know that that's what that... And then she stomps on her foot, her opponent's foot... And then flips her, gives her the bird, gives her the middle finger right to her opponent's face. And that's Maki Ito. Now, she wants to be MDK and gain the respect of Nick Gage. Now she is going, now she's getting a fucking pizza cutter on Alley Catch, busting her fucking forehead open. And then all those, and then grabbing a fucking light tube, and cracking it right in the skull of Alley Catch. Then going on into the the second turnbuckle, and then giving her the double middle finger, and then giving and blasting her head with a DDT and pinning her one two three. That means Maki Ito is MDK. That that says a lot right there because that tells me how much faith they have in her. And like I said, if you can read, if I could read between the lines, this this woman, this wrestler, this character that Maki Ito is, she's a star. And I saw it two two years ago, two and a half years ago. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or if, if you want to describe that as two and a half years ago, that's basically 25 months ago when I first discovered her. And uh, that's where I found out where Yuka Sakazaki and Shoko Nakajima came from, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. And once I found out that, yes, that this is where all these Joshi women are, and then Maki Ito just being herself, being the singer... Being the, the star, being the 
the cutest in the world, being the unapologetical character that she is, flipping her opponents off, and especially on Twitter. Especially on Twitter. Her post recently, English word, learn to, learn to the day, fuck nugget. I say that shit. <laughs> I'm waiting for the new one. English word, learn, shit pickle. <laughs> I'm waiting for that one now. But anyway, Maki Ito wins this match. She is MDK all fucking day. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing her a lot more um, in GCW. And uh, pretty much going to be an over, overseas expedition. She is a star. She's already becoming a worldwide uh, character. So, there you go. She's getting a lot of... Rep, rep, uh, she's getting a lot of um, attention. And, and by the way... Um, <laughs> by the way, if... if she did another Twitter response saying, "I rather here's another sentence I've learned today. I'd rather shit on my hands and clap. <laughs> fucking A. This is so fucking funny. This is why I like her, because she's fucking... She's very comical. I love it, though. It's character. And you don't... Well, you, you see that a lot, but... This is especially outlandish, and that's what makes it a lot of fun. Anyway... The next match, the GCW Tag Team title, it's a fucking death match. And this is for the Los Mazizos, Ciclope, and Miedo Extremo defending the titles against Akira and Masha Slamovich. Oh, shit. This fucking match. This match was brutal. This match was fucking bloody. Um, they used a fucking weed whacker in this match. And they put it on fucking Ciclope's fucking forehead. What the flying fuck? It was a portable weed whacker that was used as a weapon. Not not the fucking real one, that damn. But there was a portable one, and that still fucking hurts. God. But yeah, that's what happened. Um, this match also showcased just how tough... Um, Masha Slamovich could be, and just how tricky, um, just how tricky it could be with, um, with, what do you call it, with, um, with, with, with you know, just how tricky she could be, uh, and, and how being a deathmatch, um, wrestler actually could be, it's very, very tricky, but at the same time, it's just, it's, it's amazing, it, it's, it's just, um, amazing to see, What's going to happen? And and by the way, Masha took some brutal shots here. Uh, she uh, there was a t there was a, a pane of glass spot where she took she got she did a destroyer and she went she landed on her head on the top of the pane of glass neck first and I thought to myself, "Oh fuck." I was going to lacerate her, but I, I surprisingly it didn't really do that bad. Uh the bit scarier spot was probably when she got crucifix bombed and she got power bombed and tossed onto that outside st stack of table uh, doors there was a funny spot where she was in a cart where akira pushed her in and they used the ladder as a weapon to knock down ciclope and miedo extremo and then the, the cart fucking flipped and then she fucking slid out that was some funny shit but it was a fucking crazy fucking match it was a lot of fun to watch um one thing i will say that this match d definitely delivered a lot. 
Um, that, that was a fun match to watch. I definitely recommend it. If you do have Fight TV Plus, if you have Fight Plus subscription, watch this match and check it out. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, eight-man tag match. Eight-person tag match, I should say. Cole Roderick, Dark Sheik, and the Second Gear Crew. S-G-C-U-N-T. S-G-Cunt. Don't look at me. They came up with that name. If they're willing to call themselves cunts, then I'm welcome to say that shit out loud. So as, as long as I, I mean, it's it's funnier if you call a guy a cunt because it's even funnier. I mean, you look at what Will Ospreay called Kenny Omega, you know, at the press conference for Wrestle Kingdom. He called him a cunt. So don't get mad at me for saying it. Anyway, well, this was a fun match. They're going up against Axton Ray, Rob Shit, Sam Stackhouse, and Shane Mercer. Shane Mercer is a powerhouse. I seen him wrestle at PCW Ultra back in uh, October of 2021 when they made their comeback from the pandemic. Um, one called Banders, Mance Warner, of course, group of tough motherfuckers. Cole, Cole Raddick, Raddick, you know, he's definitely one of the top tier wrestlers out there of GCW. I could see him. Um, going far, going places. He's doing great in deathmatch wrestling. He's doing a great in tag team wrestling. He just he's a good all arounder in general. And then Dark Sheik, you look at her, you look at her skill set, her high flying skill set, and of course her technique is just amazing to see what a great professional wrestler she is, and one of the great performers out there, one of the best that GCW has to offer, no doubt. Um, and then you look at Sam Stackhouse and Axton Ray, mostly guys from the East Coast. I've seen um, Sam Stackhouse wrestle before. Um, I've seen him at the Collective down last year. We're in 2023. Remember, we're in 2023 now. I could say last year now. Um, I could say that, that Sam Stackhouse is a big boy, or as this guy... At work when he calls me up and remarks on, big boy. Anyway, Rob Shit. I've seen Rob Shit wrestle many times last year. One thing I will say, Rob Shit is the shit. He's a good brawler, no doubt about it. And um, and maybe if VXS comes by in the West Coast sometime, hopefully, hopefully uh, they can settle the score with um, with Matthew Justice there. We'll have to wait and see. Um, in the end, Cole Roderick, Dark Sheik, Second Gear Crew, SG Cunt. Whatever you want to call them. They won the match. And um, it was a, definitely a fun match to watch. Great showcase with Axton Ray, Rob Shit, Sam Stackhouse, and of course Shane Mercer. We'll see a lot more of Shane Mercer soon. Uh, the next match. Speedball Mike Bailey going up against Two Cold Scorpio. Um, uh, contrast to Styles. However, this was great. Um, Scorpio can still go. It took a lot, uh, and he took it to speedball. No doubt about it. This match had way more brawling around the venue than I thought it would be for speedball. Because uh, especially a speedball match, they usually usually keeps it inside the ring. And they don't really f brawl on the outside. They don't really fight too much on the outside. But they did in this one. Because uh, Too Cold Scorpio, they us he usually wrestles like, Halfway towards, like, in the wrestling ring, the other half, like, outside. He's not afraid to, to take it 50-50 inside the ring, outside the ring. Um, 
Speedball is usually an in-ring competitor most of the time. Most of his um, matches are inside the ring. So there's not this kind of different that they took this approach. Um, I enjoyed it though. Speedball was, 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 um, it was, it was really good. I enjoyed, um, great, great wrestling from Speedball. Great wrestling by Two Cold Scorpio. This proves that he could still go. And let me see, how old is he? Like 57? Jesus. But, you know, yeah, that just goes to show you, you know, he, he's definitely someone out there that could definitely, you know, take a, could take a great wrestling match and just, you know, perform and and just kick some ass out there. It's just wonderful to watch. I recommend it. A Willie Mack versus Starboy Charlie. We have two West Coast guys here battling it out. Starboy, of course, from Pacifica, California. Uh, Willie Mack from South Central California. Um, well, one thing I know for sure... Um, I've been watching Willie Mack since, like, for the past 12, 13 years. Making it all the way to Impact. Ended up wrestling, um, ended up wrestling in, over here in the, in the West Coast and shit. Um, Willie Mack and Starboy Charlie, you know, I'm going to say this about Willie Mack. Willie Mack, for a guy his size, definitely knows how to move. And Starboy Charlie, his youthful aspirations... This kid is going to go into, is going to be a star someday. Come back from recovering from an injury. Um, pretty devastating. But, you know, this is a really good match. And Willie Mack brutalized Starboy. But, you know, hey, this was no exception to the quality of Starboy Charlie's matchups. I love his matchup against, West, in, against Alan Angels at West Coast Pro. That just shows he's capable of doing a lot of shit. Um, Willie Mack gave some stiff chops and lariats right into Starboy, but Starboy was tough enough to endure them. It was a great match all around. I, I really enjoyed it. So it was great. Uh, Willie Mack was victorious in this match. So, uh, therefore it was, um, great stuff. Great stuff. Um, the last quote unquote death match um, of the year, 2022, John Wayne Murdoch versus Sawyer Wreck. This match only lasted about seven minutes, and it was a sprint. Short, but brutal. John Wayne Murdoch is definitely a beast when it comes to death matches. Sawyer is becoming some among the top-tier badasses of GCW, and Sawyer was bleeding fucking badly. I mean, she took gusset plates, light tubes right in the head, and... And hearing, you know, John Wayne Murdoch put her over after the match, that just showcases, you know, even after being a heel, you know, you get to see how much respect Sawyer Wreck is getting. And this proves it here. This match proves a lot. So, therefore, the match was great. I hope to see th these two run back on this one hopefully soon. This was great. And even though it was only a seven-minute match, one thing I have to say... It's definitely worth watching. Definitely great stuff. Um, keep an eye on Sawyer Wreck because she's going to be the one that's going to be out there in the future. Uh, this main evented the broadcast for Fight Plus because uh, due to Hijo de Fekingo's Triple A contractual obligations, 
That match was not televised against Joey Janela. So it's not televised. So we rung in the new year, got the countdown. Happy New Year 2023 is officially there. And the main event was Yokai, Janaikai, and Yoya versus Billy Starks and Brogan Finley. An odd choice to be the main event. Really, really odd. And, um, um, it was, this match was a little weird. But, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't bad. Um, it, was, it wasn't a bad match. It was, it was good. But, um, felt a little choppy. And I'm not, I think it might have been because of, because of the time, the match order. Um, it was a, I think, I thought it was a great one. Uh, Billy, Billy Starks hit a, uh, German suplex on Yoya, and that was probably one of the best highlights of the match. So, therefore, that was good stuff. Um, Janai Kai, you know, she's definitely has some great skills. She's a, they call her the kick demon for a reason. Brogan Finley, I have a lot of faith in because he's, he's a kid that's going to be, um, carrying the Finley name because you had Fit Finley, then you got, then you got, um, God, I'm so sorry. I forgot the name. Um, you know, it's just a third generation, third generation, um, Finley. And, you know, just to see him, you know, go over with all these, with all these, um, names right there. You got, um, you got, you got, you, you got all the... <laughs> How do I say this? It's a family name type thing in which, you know, he's going to carry the generation from generation to generation. It's going to be something that's going to be kept, kept an eye on. He's very young. He's going to be, he's a good kid. And I'm sure, you know, you're going to see a lot more come from him. And um, I just have a feeling that, you know, just like, just like Billy Starks, you're going to see youthful aspirations on him. And you're going to see a lot. And uh, it just, in my personal opinion, you know, this is just the start of something that's going to be um, more and more talked about as time goes by. You're going to see him com compete for titles and such. I, I have a feeling he's going to go far. And then, of course, that was the end of the pay-per-view with Janai Kai and Yoya defeating Billy Starks and Brogan Finley. Um... The next match was El Hijo de Vikingo versus Joey Janela. That match was a dark match because of the obligations by AAA where, where none of his matches were to be broadcasted unless they strike a deal of some sort, which is by by far, this is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard of in my entire life. They did the same shit when I was at GCW's America's Most Wanted. They did the same shit when El Hijo de Vikingo appeared. And here's some jackass that apparently didn't read the fucking memo here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call his fucking name out because I don't give a fuck who the fuck he is. He sounds like a fucking dickhead. Dave Holmes. He rates this show a 1 out of 10 because of that situation. Um, Carney promotion that advertised Vikingo versus Janela as the main event on fight an hour before the show and then failed to broadcast the match. You did read that there fucking was a contract obligation, you fucking stupid dickhead. Of course, 
That match was blacked out. Didn't you read the fucking memo? This is some dickhead idiot that doesn't know how to fucking read the fucking Twitter pages and the Instagram. And yes, I do agree. The AAA, the AAA contract is fucking stupid. And I think that's nonsense. Why the fuck does it have to revolve around a couple of thousand dollars just to fucking broadcast a fucking match? That's um, asinine bullshit, cockamamie, dickhead, no good fucking obligation there of an idea. It's too stupid to even think of. And I don't even know why the fuck they even think about this type of shit. I would be ashamed about that. If I was a promoter, I'd be ashamed to be fucking even thinking, oh, you want to you wanna borrow one of our talent? <laughs> you got to pay up, pal. Fuck you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You fucking degenerate cock knocker. You think, you think it's going to be a fucking great idea to fucking think that uh, just because of one performer from your promotion... Is going to be a fucking good idea. And then you say, oh, you're going to show the match. Well, you're going to have to pay me up, pal. Fuck you. Stupid degenerate shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> there you go, guys. That's the first rant of 2023. How do you like that motherfuckery? Anyway, all right. So that's Till Infinity. I did give thumbs up on that show. Um, that's a show I def definitely recommend watching. Um... The, the second one is 56 Nights. That happened on New Year's Day. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this. The first match, Masa Slamovich defeating Cole Roderick. Um, good matchup here to start the show. I think the only problem that is that the sound quality... Um, the sound quality was a bit fucked up on the broadcast, so... I guess they had some technical problems there. But other than that, a good match. I like how Cole Radrick kept up with Masha. And I love how Masha kept up with Cole. Their chemistry is good. And I think, um, like Cole Radrick, I think Masha Slamovich is actually somebody that has has the toughness and, and the capability to go up there with world-class professional wrestling talent. It's just someone... That um, is just someone that's just right there, and that's someone that that's someone that's gonna keep that's gonna keep an eye on, because um, there's gonna be a lot of shit. There's gonna be a lot of uh, great pro wrestling out there, and there's gonna be a lot of stars that are gonna be made this year. And um, I see Masha Slamovich is gonna go far here. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, um, there's going to be. There's going, there's going to be um, a lot of matches, especially in PCW Ultra's anniversary show. Masha is going to challenge Viva Van. This is going to be interesting. And um, I can't wait to see it, to be honest with you. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, but anyway, uh, Masha Slamovich is victorious. Defeats the Ratty Daddy himself, Cole Roderick. And that was another great performance by Cole. 
Matchup number two. Nick Wayne versus Leon Slater. Remember what I said about um, Till Infinity. Leon Slater is a young prodigy from England. Nick Wayne, a young prodigy from Seattle, Washington. And from the Pacific Northwest, much less the West Coast. This proves to me, and, and both of these competitors, 18 and 17, well, Nick Wayne and Leon Slater, 17 and 18, respectively. Both of them are about, a, if you combine both their ages, they're just about as old as I am. That just shows you how old I am. But anyway, um, no, it's, it's just the fact that Nick Wayne, Leon Slater, and both of them are straight fire. These two competitors, in my personal perspective, provided the match of the night on this show right here. It was match of the night. And um, I would like to see more, uh, to be honest with you. It was a 13-minute match, but I think um, I would like to see more out of Nick Wayne and Leon Slater. I would like to see the East-West Connection team up with Leon Slater in a trios match. I think that combination, that tag team combination could do wonders. I, I bet you that. We might see it sometime down the road in GCW, so who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, match number three, the do-or-die six-way scramble match. This match is to determine the final entry into the person in the 30 person do or die rumble match where the winner of that match will receive a GCW title shot against Nick Gage and uh, or whoever the champion will be um Blake Christian, Alec Price, Joey Janela, Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppin and Willie Mack. Um and by the way, whoever won this match will be number 30 and whoever got pinned in this match will not be all the other competitors will be in the Royal in the Do or Die Rumble, but whoever got pinned is eliminated completely. So, and Joey Janela was the one that got pinned. I think everybody personally in this match they did good, but Joey Janela was the one that got pinned. And I find this very interesting because this was a way for Blake Christian to get natural heat. And that's exactly what we saw in this match. Despite the fact that he was baby-faced the whole time. So, go figure on that one there. So, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a bit of a stretch. But, nonetheless, though, Blake Christian, victorious in the scramble. Pretty fun match. A little bit of everything here. High flyers, uh, technical, um, toe pace, suicida, high risk. Everything was good. Match number four. A four-way match. Sawyer Wreck, Dark Sheik, Billy Starks, and Maki Ito. Maki Ito, the latest, the latest individual to join the MDK gang. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. Um, and she came out to Nick Gage's entrance music. She didn't even come out to her usual, her usual music, which is uh, Brooklyn in the Hole. Brooklyn the Hole, I think I should rename that. But other than that, she didn't come out singing. She came out with a fucking pizza cutter. And the matchup began. And yeah, people chanted MDK. Maki Death Kill. <laughs> this, this, I can't get over that. I mean, after watching her matches, you know, the type of personality that Maki Ito has, it's so funny to see that, that she is... 
she is doing having an allegiance with Nick Gage. But then again, I anything's possible in the wrestling in the wrestling world because I remember when Nick Gage was given a shout out to Choco Pro. She was he was given a shout out to Lulu Pencil, uh, the Pencil Army, May Saruga. And I remember he, I remember that fucking cameo too. She was like he was like, I want to give a shout out to Lulu Pencil and the Pencil Army and the Coco Pro motherfuckers, and I also want to celebrate that May. Third three-year anniversary. So we're celebrating. It's MD so we're so we're celebrating, motherfuckers. It's MDK all fucking day. Free my boy 26. <laughs> oh man. I cannot get over that shit. I cannot get over this either. But you know, none of that none of that's though. This match, well, it was it it, it was all around. Everybody got offense in. Dark Sheet got some good offense in. Sawyer Rick, she did her shit. Billy Starks was even bringing a door. Uh, there was even a door spot. Sawyer, Billy, Dark Sheik. There, there was a Billy Starks went through uh, some doors. Uh, Maki Ito, you know, she was going to bring the pizza cutter out once again. Nonetheless, though, it was... It was... um. Very interesting match. Um, it, it, it was it, it was interesting. Dark Sheik definitely was the most... I think in my perspective. Billy Starks was good. Sawyer Wreck was good here too. Um, Maki Ito. I love her characteristics. She was fun. She was fun in this match. Uh, but I think the one that carried the match was Dark Sheik. I think personally. She was... Um, I think she did more. But I got to say this. The Maki Ito and the MDK shit was entertaining as fuck. No doubt about it. She ended up winning the match. So, so Maki Ito is two for two on New Year's week. I didn't expect that. I thought she would at least win one match, lose another. But she won both matches, to my surprise. But, like I said, that just goes to show you how much character she has. And that pretty much um, makes its way towards the next matchup. Uh, by the way, uh, Nick Gage gave Maki Ito a piggyback ride back to the locker room. And um, I guess that's a newly formed uh, a newly formed allegiance, so to say. And a very interesting one. So I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Uh, I have a feeling that... Um, there will be some sort of allegiance happening and taking place in um, in the collective. Or maybe when they come back to L.A., who knows. But I have a feeling more, most likely um, most likely we're going to see them at the collective and there's going to be a whole bunch of shit happening. It's going to be a lot of fun, though. I can't wait to see it. Um, the next match. A death match. This is actually co-main eventing the show. Uh, Matt Tremont versus Madman Pondo. Let me go ahead and say this. Why is there so much hate on this match? <laughs> okay, there, here's, here, I'm going to say this. There's three motherfuckers that I've seen here. Three motherfuckers. And yes, I'm going to call them motherfuckers because they just did this shit on purpose and just rated it like this out of spite. Um, this one, again, Kree Yu. 
Not a huge deathmatch fan, but this is one of the probably the worst I've ever seen. Feel cool spots, but that's about it. Okay, first of all, you're not a huge deathmatch fan, but then again, you're saying this is even worse than usual. Fuck you. Number one, number two. I mean, look, I'm going to say this. Everybody has opinion, but this is not even an opinion. This is out of spite. This is not, this is not an opinion. This is a spiteful effort just to get someone's voice heard. It's not an opinion. See, if this was an opinion, it would sound more like this. I am not knowledgeable of a deathmatch fan, but I like the occasional ones. So definitely was, wasn't this wince-worthy spots that pushed me away from this one. Quite the opposite. Those are the good bits. Pondo vaguely wandering around the ring doing fuck all but settling up some contrived contraption. Tremont trying his best to hold the match together with selling but not being particularly incredible himself. It's barely a wrestling match. I'm not saying that it it, it is a lazy anti-deathmatch elitist way. I'm saying it because these men do not wrestle each other way. 3.5 out of 10 with a bonus half point for the spot in which Tremont launches himself over the top rope and straight into a bin because that was crazy and hilarious. See, that right there is an opinion. Not this This guy like Dave Holmes, for example, says, In the world in this acceptable headlining match in 2023, both men were fat and throwing gimmicked cinder blocks at each other. An abortion of a highest order. That's not even an opinion. That is bullshit. It's a post out of spite. And then this this one other fuck says, I don't, it's kept anonymous, by the way. This one here, rated it a zero, saying, one of the worst matches I have ever seen. I like death matches, but when it is, but where is the entertainment in watching two guys struggling to get around the rings, cutting each other with a knife without even attempting to tell any kind of story or involve any kind of tension into the match? Awful. Now, the guy that rated a 3.5 out of 10, I could see where that opinion is coming from. But that other two fucking opinion pieces, those are uh, three, I should say. Three out of those four opinion pieces. Shut your fucking mouth. Stop jacking off in the basement. And stop sticking your thumb in your ass with a fucking group of Nutella on your thumb so your fucking Shih Tzu could lick it off. You know, like that Stain song. I'm selling records. What is it that you do? Sitting in your mother's basement with a Shih Tzu. Peanut butter on your dick. Right hand going click with the left hand giving you a rim job. That's you, motherfucker. You stupid fucking dick waffle. Anyway. Now, here's my opinion on this match. Yes, they're throwing fucking cinder blocks in each other's fucking faces. Throwing that fucking block on the Treon's face with the light tubes combined. That looked like that hurt. Fucking using that knife to cut, split Matt Tremont's forehead open? Well, you don't think that hurt? Fuck. And then, of course, that spot where Tremont just went through, or was it Tremont or Madman Pondo? It was going through that fucking shit with those light tubes on top of that trash can. What they try to do is that they recreated a dangerous spot that took place back in IWA Mid-South, back in 2002. A dangerous, risky spot in which a competitor could have had their fucking neck sliced out and could have had an open wound that could have been bleeding themselves to death. Or better yet, they could have, they could have, been, they could have had um, bleeding from the neck. They could have gotten their, their throat slit. And that was a dangerous spot. But, of course, people say, oh, that's not a good enough spot. <laughs> 
keep jacking off to fucking keep keep jacking off to fucking uh um Monday Night Raw highlights. And I got nothing against Monday Night Raw. But stop that shit. Your fucking opinion opinions invalidated. Here's my opinion. Is this match good? No. But is this match bad? No. I think this match is about as average as a match. But there is dangerous spots. So that gives at least some sort of acknowledgement there from me. Because I think personally that this was risky. This could have ended someone's career. Or given them permanent injury. Either one. It could have been dangerous. Bottom line though. My, what I'm trying to say is that this was risky. This was crazy. And yes, both men... Well, in Tremont's case, he was gushing out a lot of blood. And yes, Madman Pondo's case, I know his first death match was back in 1994. And he's been wrestling since 89. And yeah, he's 53 years old and he's mobily inclined. He can't really move that well. I get it. But at least they could at least try to make a match out of something here. And that's what they did. So in my perspective... This match is average, but at least they did some risky spots that'll make you at least watch it in some sort of uh, some sort of um, way. So that's the one. Uh, that's the one I would think about here. Put that in consideration. I'm gonna say this match is thumbs in the middle. Um, the main event was the 30-person do or die rumble. Um, 30 person, 30, 30 wrestlers, 30 competitors. And let me go through the order here. Leon Slater eliminated Tony Deppin in seven minutes. The seven minute mark. Shane Mercer eliminated Dylan McKay at 1237. 11 seconds later, he eliminated Marcus Mathers. Then about 1440 mark, he eliminated Sam Stackhouse. And the 1647 mark, he eliminated Yo-Yo. Then one called Manders eliminated Shane Mercer at 18.56. Ciclope eliminated Mago, El Mago, at 23.38. Um, I don't know who eliminated... Um, um, by the way, Ciclope eliminated Mago when he fucking back body dropping through his ass over the top rope and onto a fucking stack of doors. That was a spectacular little spot there. Um, I don't know who, but uh, Miedo Extremo was eliminated at 25.05. Mance Warner eliminated Billy Starks, and she was only like 30 seconds into the match. And he got she got eliminated by Mance Warner. That was at 33.50. Uh, Starboy Charlie was eliminated at 34.42 by SGC. Alec Price was eliminated, eliminated one call manners at 34.52. Mance Warner eliminated CPA at 3505. Uh, Masa Slamovich eliminated Facade at 4027. And then she eliminated Leon Slater at 4106. Effie eliminated Kerry Morton at 4143, which for some reason he was getting heat in that match. Fans were booing the shit out of him. Effie eliminated Ciclope at 4357. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch eliminated Alley Catch at 4710. Uh, then he eliminated Dark Sheik at 4731. Then eliminated Jimmy Lloyd at 47.47. Matt Tremont eliminated John Wayne Murdoch at 48.58. Nick Wayne eliminated Willie Mack at 49.45. Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne eliminated Cole Raderick at 
then Jordan Oliver eliminated his own partner, Nick Wayne, at 51.03. Matt Tremont eliminated Mance Warner at 52.31. Um, and then Jordan Oliver eliminated Matt Tremont at 52.35. And they were fighting each other all the way to the back, I believe. Blake Christian ended at number 30. Then he eliminated Effie at 53.39. Then eliminated Jordan Oliver at 54.32. Then finally eliminated Alec Price at 56.44. And then it was down to Blake Christian and Masha Slamovich, where they kept going for another two minutes until Masha Slamovich kicked Blake Christian outside the ring. And then at 58.48, Masha Slamovich won the 30-person do-or-die rumble. And they shook hands. And then Blake Christian super kicked Masha. Then she he stuck his head right onto the neck, uh, right stood Masha's head onto the the top part of the chair, right wrapped it right around her neck, and then kicked the chair, and then pretty much just knocked out Masha Slamovich. Akira came in to chase away uh, Blake Christian, but then he ended up super kicking Akira, and then he ended up taking off, and that pretty much means that Blake Christian. Has pretty much turned heel. And, and I remember what Dave Prezak said. He's like, well, we're trying to find a reason that, that Blake Christian was booing. Why they're booing Blake Christian, but it turns out they were ahead of the curve. No shit, they were. They knew something that we didn't know. But in the end, that was GCW 56 Nights. Um, that was a show that was thumbs in the middle of the thumbs up. Um, still worth the watch, especially with your subscription. Uh, check out on Fight TV Plus, five bucks a month or fifty dollars a year for an annual subscription. Um, definitely check that out. Uh, it's worth watching. So that was New Year's week. That was New Year's weekend, and I definitely had a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah, and just a quick update. Uh, I just got results from the Stardom Triangle Derby opening round um, showcase. That show just broadcasted earlier today. Um, this is a precursor to to um, Wrestle Kingdom 17. So here are the results here. Rina defeated Hina and Miyu Amasaki in a three-way match, uh, 621. Then the Triangle Derby round opening round matchups. The Block B competition, Club Venus of Mariah May, Zaya Brookside, from formerly of NXT UK, and Mina Shirakawa defeated Rina Amikura, Wakasukiyama, and Yuko Sakurai, 9.05. Now here's the interesting part. Wakasukiyama's been given an ultimatum um, by Mina Shirakawa, saying that if you, if you can't cut out to, if you can't, if you cannot get your win, I have, well, extend an open invitation to Club Venus. And that, by the way, that's Mina Shirakawa's return, and that's her new, her new stable. Along with two British wrestlers, Mariah May and Zaya Brookside, as they both are both competing now in um, stardom. Very interesting to say the least. Um, um, Mariah May used to compete in uh, in um, ASW. Um, she even competed against Rachel Rose at New Texas Pro. Competed in CZW and. Um, is usually a Rev Pro UK regular, and now she's competing, um, and now she's competing in Stardom. So that is something new. And as far as Zaya Brookside is concerned, um, she has last competed in 
in ASW in NXT UK. Her, her last match, she teamed up with Eliza Alexander. And who are her opponents? Maiko Satomura and Saray. And then, of course, she kept competing in NXT UK. She even competed against Blair Davenport, formerly known as... Uh, um, she, she's formerly known as um, B, B. Priestley. Um, she, had, she only competed in October and November recently, but then, of course, now she's a full-fledged member of Club Venus in stardom. So there you go. This is not her first time being in stardom, though. She has competed before back in 2019. Uh, the last match she competed back then, she teamed up. She was in the star stable with Saki Kashima going up against uh, Queen's Quest Leo Onizaki and Utami Hayashishta. So she has history. Um, and, and therefore, so therefore, they were victorious over Rina Amakura, Wakasukiyama, and Yuko Sakurai. Um, Triangle Derby Block A match. Prominence is Hiragi Kurumi, Risa Sara, and Suzu Suzuki. The newly won, um, <clears throat> pardon me, the newly won Artist of Stardom champions, by the way. Um, they defeated Oedo Tai in a hardcore match. They defeated Oedo Tai's Rauka and Starlight Kid, along with their, their third partner, unaffiliated but teaming up with them, Haruka Omasaki. Um, they defeated them at 6 minutes and 6 seconds. Uh, block A competition again. Uh, Oedo Tai's Momo Watanabe, Natsuko Tora, and Saki Kashima ver- uh, defeated Stars' Hanan. Maya Iwatani and Momo Kogo. 9 minutes, 29 seconds was the winning time. Uh, Donna Del Mondo's Hamika and Maika and Lady C in Block B defeated Cosmic Angels, Natsupoi, and Tamakano, along with Saki. Winning time, 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, block B, the other Block B match, uh, Neo Stardom Army, Nanei Takahashi, Yuna Mizumori, and Yuu uh, defeated Stars' Hazuki, Koguma, and Sayaida. Winning time, 8 minutes and 50 seconds. Block A, the last two matches will be Block A competition in the Triangle Derby Tournament. Uh, God's Eyes, Amy Surai, Mirai, and Suyuri, the former World of Stardom champion. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, they did take Queen's Quest Azumi, Sayakamatani, and Utami Hayashishta. They went to a 15-minute draw, which means... They're going to go and gain a point each in the standings. That does mean something if they go to a draw. And then finally, the main event, which is another Block A Triangle Derby matchup. Rebel by Enemy, Mayaka, Maika Osaki, Maya Yukihi, and Ram Kaicho defeating Donna Del Mondo's Julia, Mai Sakurai, and Tekla. Keep in mind, Julia is a... World of Stardom champion. She's the newly crowned World of Stardom champion. She already lost her first match be, uh, since being champion. That says a lot. Um, but, but um, yeah, that's the case. So, um, in any event, that is the Stardom's Triangle Derby 1 championship. Um, so... That is what's been happening. Um, and it's really, really interesting what's been happening. And we're going to wait and see what's going to happen and start in, in Wrestle Kingdom 17. We will wait and find out what will happen next. Well, that does it for this episode of the Wrestling Enthusiast uh, podcast. 
Um, make sure to continue uh, to follow me on Spotagram, on Spotify, Instagram, and on Twitter for the latest updates of the Wrestling Enthusiast Podcast. New episodes come out on a weekly basis. Um, when will they come out? I have no idea because uh, I don't like. And those that know me by now, you know, I don't like to talk about myself. But um, I have been working a lot in the holiday hours. Been working a lot recently. Like I said, I worked 74 hours one week, worked 68 hours another, and then worked 64. It's really tough. Really tough for me, but at least I'm saving a lot of money. And um, it's getting me to a point where... Um, it's getting to a point where, you know, I've... You know, it's it's just really hard for me to record content. But bear with me. That doesn't mean I'm quitting. I ain't, I ain't no quitter. There's some people out there that quit. I ain't no quitter. I love this business too much to quit. Now, those of you that... There's some people... I'm not trying to discourage or discredit anybody that couldn't do it because they didn't have time. Now, I don't blame you for that. I really don't. But, see, yeah, the time... My time is precious. And I will be recording content. But I, have, I promise myself and I promise a lot of people out there that are my friends and that those that follow me and those that love my content, I promise I will continue to deliver. And I'll deliver weekly on a basis. Um, the podcast Enthusiastic Reviews is currently on hiatus, but that's because of time constraints. Uh, things will probably change pretty soon and I'll probably get that back. But in the meantime... Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that continue to follow me that wrestling, the wrestling enthusiast podcast will continue to work on a daily basis. Um, I'll still have guests on my show. Um, I'll just need contact information for all the other shit and just to take care of the red tape or whatever. And, and yes, I will be posting new episodes on a weekly basis to updating on the world of professional wrestling and highlights, highlight clips, highlight reels, and so much more highlight clips will continue on Instagram and keep me posted. And uh, the latest updates I will be showing up on. Uh, I will be showing up. Um, and here's my schedule, by the way. Uh, January 11th will be the first show of 2023. I will show up at AEW Dynamite slash AEW Rampage on TBS and TNT, respectively. Um, January 11th at the Kia Forum in Inglewood, California. I will be there. And, um, and, uh, January 2nd, I'm sorry, the second show, January 21st, I'll be at Prestige Wrestling's Vendetta, where the main event will be Athena defending the Ring of Honor Women's Championship against the pink striker from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, Mio Yamashita, in Pomona, California, on January 21st, Prestige Wrestling also will be there, Mao will contend against... Kevin Blackwood, and then Shunma Katsumata against Sonico for the, and it'll be a, un, a no disqualification, but anything goes match. That's going to be interesting. Um, also, Kid Bandit versus Robert Martyr. That's going to be a good one, too. I can't wait to see it. Um, and then, of course, show number three, PCW Ultra's anniversary will take place on January 27th. And, and, uh, Rival Pro Wrestling's Dead to Rights in Baldwin Park. That'll be taking place the very next day. Um, 
one of the main events that have already been announced, uh, Kid Bandit versus Cameron Grimes. That's going to be very, very interesting. Um, match, uh, show number five will be, um, show number five. That'll be GCW's Middle of the Night. That'll take place February 18th uh, at, the, at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Leo Rush will be making an appearance there. Um, also, Commander will be taking place. As a matter of fact, one of the matches will be there. Will be Commander going up against Leo Rush. This is going to be something. Uh, show number six will be Epic Pro Wrestling's Sicker Than Your Average. Um, matches will be taking place. It's featuring with um, Delilah Doom, Kid Bandit, and the, the debut for Epic Pro for Peter Avalon. Pretty Peter Avalon of AEW fame. It'll be very interesting to see what's going to happen there. That takes place in Cudahy, California, um, February 25th. Tickets are on sale now, and get them while you can. Um, that's show number six for me. Show number seven will take place one day before the collective. Um, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling's best damn thing. Um, this will be very interesting. Masha Slamovich will take, take on Johnny Hollywood, a.k.a. John, formerly known as John Morrison of the WWE, that will take place um, on March the 29th, right? One day before the collective begins, this is happening during WrestleMania week. That's the only information I know as of right now, besides WrestleCon. So um, it's going to be a lot of activity going on during WrestleMania week. And uh, trust me, and pay attention. This, this will, I will, will be announcing in-depth coverage during WrestleMania week. You're going to wonder, how the fuck am I going to do this? Well, it's going to happen. You're going to get not only not only uh, highlights from one location, you're going to get highlights from multiple locations, depending on what events are happening during that time. Um, there'll be multiple highlights from multiple areas. How is that going to happen? How do I do it? Well, got to wait and find out. Um, but nonetheless, though, you're going to see some extensive coverage during WrestleMania weekend. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Hope to see you guys there. And it's going to be awesome. In the meantime, that's the schedule for sure. And remember, uh, schedule subject to change. So keep an eye on the Instagram, on the Twitter if you want. And on Spotify, keep up to date on the Wrestling Enthusiast Podcast for more and more information. But for now, it's time for me to take a piss. <laughs> Such a fucking thing to say, right? No, but seriously, I gotta go. And um, until next time, or until next week. And let's see what happens with the Russell Kingdom. Will Mercedes Renato show up? Will it indeed show up? We'll have to find out. But in the meantime, until, they, until we find out later in the week, this is Eric Peralta, a.k.a. the wrestling enthusiast, reminding you to wash your ass Happy New Year 2023, and have a safe one out there, and stay cool, everyone. Bye-bye.